Keith, it's a quarter to four. Oh, no, let's get in there. Well, you had the question, Andy's question about basketballs, and in the in the commercial break, I, I, got one. I went down deep, deep into my head. Give us one. So we've got Christian Petrarca and Scott Pendlebury. Well, I've got five here to choose from. I reckon actually Matt Owies would check. Is Hugh Greenwood still running around in the AFL? Yep. He'd be right there as well. And just Peter, as a Peter side Brugner, one, Peter Luke Jackson was represented Australian oh, junior he's a good one. He's a good nomination. And uh, I believe Marcus Bontempelli. Right. His sister I knew played at the NBL we'll 1 level. We'll get her in the, We'll get her there. No, no, no. We'll it's, that was not the question that Andy asked. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's get to Peter. <laughs> let's get to Peter. It's a quarter to four. He might have a suggestion. Well, we've been sitting around the last couple of weeks, and I've been a vested interest with me because of the situation with Jacob Woidering and how long it's taken to come back from a strained calf. But over the last couple of years, one thing's be becoming, from a gut feel perspective, a bit apparent to some of us that players are taking longer to come back from calf injuries, particularly strains. A strain used to be two, three mm. weeks back in a tear. It's too cautious, four, I think, these back, days. Well, I wonder whether it's caution. I wonder whether there's more to it. So or we, sensibility. We wanted to speak to someone who knows more about this than uh, we do, and it's a joy <laughs> to have Dr. Peter Bruckner on the show. Yes. Hey, Brookie, thanks for joining us. Is there Why are players taking longer uh, to come back from calf injuries? Yeah, well, I think it's only certain calf injuries. Mm. Um but uh, it's a little bit similar to the, the hamstring situation, you know, where we've, uh, as we've learned more about these muscles, we've learned that within the actual muscle themselves, there's a sort of tendon-like structure that if you damage that, then that's bad news. And so that's why these hamstring tendon injuries, you know, take, you know, eight, 10 weeks and sometimes have surgery. There are some similar tendon-like uh, structures we've now discovered in the soleus muscle, which is the deeper calf muscle. And uh, we're now sort of understanding a lot more about, uh, about these injuries. And we know that they're, uh, they're pretty bad news um, and they take a long time to heal. Now, previously, we might have sent someone back, you know, in two or three weeks and then, you know, a week later, they, they redo their calf. And we wonder, you know, why on earth does that happen? And we think now it's because we didn't appreciate, you know, that there were these tendon-like structures that uh, the muscles attached to and they are particularly... Uh, Vulnerable, they take a long time to heal. So uh, that's why um, you know you, you, we're keeping some people out for you know six eight weeks uh, to get their uh, to get their calf right because otherwise they would have go back uh, early and probably rerupture their, uh, their or re- redo their injury. Okay. Doctor, is is that principle apply to other muscles in the body? Like for for example, the hamstring is exactly what you're talking about there for the calf. Do those same principles yeah. apply for the hamstring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a uh, there's a couple of uh, tendon-like, uh, we, we call them tendons. They're not actually exactly like a, a normal tendon, but they're, they're, uh, they're very similar. And uh, if you damage them, they, they really take a long time to, to heal. And so uh, the hamstring and, and the calf are the two muscles that we really see these, uh, these tendon-like structures in. And they're the ones that tend to, uh, you know, we keep them out for a long time. And what about, uh, so a couple of my players over the last couple of years have um, had issues and they've gone to see the physio and the doctors and they've had uh, ongoing hamstring and calf injuries. And the feedback was that it was actually not a calf and hamstring problem. It was coming from the the back. Does that make any sense yeah. to you? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, oh. yeah, we know that uh, the problems in the back uh, and also the glute muscles uh, they're both sort of drivers of uh, problems in the hamstring and the calf. And uh, sometimes, you know, you'll get a like a, a little calf strain, what appears to be a calf strain, and, you know, you do a scan, there's absolutely nothing there. 
and you, you treat the back and uh, and uh, it comes good. So, mm. yeah, we do know that because all the nerves, you know, to the, the hamstring and the calf come from the, from the, the lower back. And uh, so if you've got some problems there, it can certainly affect the, uh, the calf and the hamstring. So, yeah, it makes it very challenging. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what we're there for, I guess. So, Doc, from a fan's perspective, uh, uh, when I saw the weedering thing and it said calf strain, I thought, oh, well, that's no big deal. He got it Couple second, of weeks. second week in mm. January. He'll be right for, to rejoin training. No problems. So you've explained about the soleus and the tendon nature of it all. But yeah. do we need to assess our understanding of strain and tear? As a, as a fan, do we need to um, bear in mind that Australian can still be quite serious? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess in the medical profession, we're always sort of uh, somewhat amused by like, people sort of uh, distinguishing strains yeah. and tears yeah. and so on. I mean, you know, basically it's all the same. I mean, uh, you know, strain is sort of a partial tear. You know, you tear some of the fibres of, uh, of the muscle. Um, and so it's really the degree of strain or tear that is the relevant thing. Um, you know, you can't say that, oh, a strain is mild and a tear is severe. They're the same. Um, okay, so you're, right you're tearing muscle fibres in a, in a strain and, and a tear. So it's really, you know, we used to call them first, second or third degrees or partial or complete tears or uh, and so on. So, and it's also where the tear is, you know, where if it's in this sort of uh, tendon-like structure, it's bad news. If it's on the sort of the outer part of the muscle, it's not too bad. And it's your two or three week injury that you talked about before. Okay. And, and what about the treatment for these things? We see some players taking these trips over to Europe or other parts of the world because they, I assume, have some level of expertise. Dry needle, mate. Get the is, dry needle. Uh, in there. Is, is there some, <laughs> is there anything <laughs> new? Get that thing in there. In the way in which we can treat these to uh, speed the process up, a healing of healing up? Um. Not really. I mean, that's no. the holy grail, really, that everyone's trying to sort of hurry things uh, up and so on. Um, we, we, you know, we don't really have any magical. Uh, I mean, but people have tried injecting all sorts of uh, things. You know, injecting blood. You know, that's very controversial. Some people say that helps. Other people say it doesn't. The the research doesn't really support that in uh, in muscle injuries. Mm. Um, but uh, the, the trips overseas are. Uh, look, you know, uh, the guy they go to is actually a friend of mine uh, in the US. And, and you know, it, it's more just that he does a very intensive uh, program and, and it's a bit of a change for the for the players to get over there and, and do things that are a little bit different. But really, the, you know, we're very fortunate here. I mean, our physiotherapy uh, profession in Australia is, is leads the world, really, in, in, uh, in, in physio. So we haven't got a lot to learn from overseas, but, you know, there's always some things you can do, you can okay. do differently and do better. But, uh, you know, the, the basis of it is... Is, is getting it stronger. You know, uh, it, it, it's exercises is the uh, is the main way to uh, to treat people, and we we gradually grade those exercises and increase them during the rehab program. Hey, Doc, just before we let you go, and we really appreciate your expertise on, on that, and I feel a whole lot clearer now about the whole thing. But I don't know whether you're following this. I don't know, have legitimate stories about the, these enhanced games that people are talking about. Mm. Uh, as a sports physician. Um, where do you where do you go when you hear that this is being discussed as a, a possibility? Oh, it horrifies me, to be honest. You know, I mean, these are people taking drugs that are going to kill them or may kill them or do significant damage. I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, to, to uh, encourage people to take uh, drugs that are potentially harmful to their, to their liver, to their, uh, their cardiovascular system, to all sorts of areas. 
I mean, it's uh, it's just madness. And uh, you know, this I don't think it'll ever happen because I can't imagine yeah. that people are stupid enough to uh, to take you know the amount of drugs that they'd have to take to compete in a game like that. But uh, we'll see. There's always you can't underestimate people's stupidity. I suppose when well, money's involved. That's right, mate. Crazy. When somebody's prepared to dangle a million bucks in front of you to chase a world record and break a time that you might think is within your reach, who knows what people will be prepared to do. Well, you know, at the risk of damaging your health for the rest of your life, yeah. you know, I'm yep. not sure. It's, uh, well, they claim, well, Doc, they do that. claim that it's going to be under strict supervision. Does that help? Well, these? Mm. No, no. no. For a start, I mean, what, you know, what doctor is going to supervise something like that? You know, it's uh, it's not legal to prescribe those uh, those drugs in, uh, in, in this country, in most countries. Um, you know, no doctor is going to sort of uh, be involved in something like that, that, okay. uh, that it's potentially harmful. Yeah. Though. It's like, uh, it's like encouraging drug addiction or something like that. It's just crazy. Doc, uh, always appreciate you joining us on the show and sharing us, uh, sharing your expertise with us. Thanks for your time. It's a pleasure, guys. Good on you, Dr. Peter. Thanks, Doc. Uh, talking about calves and, uh, yeah, good stuff on the enhanced games right at the end of it all there.